name is Debbie Mann, and this is Keep Your Pecker Up podcast, and my guest with me today is Kathy Mann. Hi, Kathy Mann. Hello, Debbie Mann. <laughs> How are you? You know, my friends call me Kathy Mann. Like, nobody just calls me Kathy. Do your friends call you Debbie Mann? Yep. Funny, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so I used to work at summer camp and uh, the campers were quite young. And so they knew my name was Kathy Mann. And they'd say, Kathy Mann, Kathy Mann. I say, yeah, what? And they say, what's your last name? And I said, man. And they're like, Kathy Mann, man? I was like, no, you don't get it. Like, yes, yes, Kathy Mann, man. <laughs> I know it's funny. My parents weren't thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's funny. Well, I wanted to thank you so much for doing this with me. I know you're really busy right now with moving to a new city and house and all the stuff that's going on in your life. But I really appreciate you spending time with me to do this. My pleasure. I've been waiting for months to get the invitation. Yay! Yay! So for the listeners, I just wanted to let you know that Kathy is the catalyst for the name of Keep Your Pecker Up podcast. And... When I had cancer, Kathy would send me notes and she would sign them, keep your pecker up. And then as more notes came, it got shorter to KYPU, but it would make me laugh. It would just make me laugh. And it would make me think of my mom. Now, I don't know about you, Kathy, if you ever remember mom saying that, but I do. And so when I decided or thought about doing a podcast, that was the name that came up because it has, it had such significance for me because of the notes you used to send me because of mom, because of anybody, and you know how it goes. So I want you to share your story as to how this came about. Sure. Okay. So I don't actually remember mom saying it when I was a kid. But the first time I really, you know, I mean, maybe I'd heard of it before, because it's a very British thing to say. But really, the first time that I heard it was thanks to Annie Betty. So it was, in fact, on the occasion of mom's mastectomy. So she was 82 years old at the time, and diagnosed with breast cancer and and uh, had a mastectomy. And I went home and was with her during the whole process. And when she got out of surgery, she said in her groggy state, call anybody and tell her I'm okay. So it's like, yeah, of course. So I call anybody and and I said, anybody, mom wants you to know that she's fine. And anybody said, uh, tell your mother something for me, Kathy. And I said, yeah, sure, of course. What, what's that, anybody? And she said, tell her, keep your pecker up. And then in true <laughs> anybody fashion, she just like killed herself laughing. The big like your kind of laugh. Well, mine too, but yours is louder than mine. And um <laughs> And so I uh, I hung up from anybody and I said, Mom, um, anybody says to keep your pecker up. And she was groggy and was still coming off the <laughs> anesthetic. And still, she uh, it made her laugh, too. So I have just, ever since that moment, I have loved that saying. I have a card that I found one time that says keep your pecker up on the front of it. And so I have that on my bookshelf. And it, frankly, I use it all the time. I do a bunch of stuff online for my work. And uh, it's it's one of the stories that I tell. And I can only ever say it when I have enough time to tell the story, because otherwise, I just sound like I'm being crass. (laughs) Once I I give it some context, people, well, I mean, if they don't like it, they don't tell me. So I think only the people who think it's funny, let me know about that. Well, I have to tell you, you would send me notes on Wonder Woman paper, (laughs) which (laughs) would... I still have some of that. Yeah. 
And I would just, I would just kill myself. I still have them. I still have all the (laughs) and I would kill myself laughing and it would just make me smile and it would make me feel good going during the process that I went through. So I wanted to thank you so much for that. And as far as mom, you know, I kind of remember mom doing, you know, talking about it, but it would always be kind of giggling because mom would think it was more than just, you know, with with our sense of humor. Keep your nose up. She didn't think it was. No. (laughs) (laughs) She took it the North American way of taking it. (laughs) Well, you know, mom was such an easy laugh, right? Like she was the best audience. If you wanted her to laugh, all you had to do was say the word penis and she'd kill herself (laughs) laughing. So keep your pecker up was uh, not that far away from from that. (laughs) And I remember her when when I was a kid. I don't know if you remember this, but I remember her. Oh, he made me snort. I remember her playing, was it Sophie Tucker albums or something? Oh, oh like Knees Up Mother Brown and yeah, that. Yeah, but they were some of the, some of the, I've got a lovely color. And she would play them at parties and, uh, and just yeah. think they were the most hysterical <laughs> things. <so. laughs> and when you posted something, I think on Facebook and Joan Dwyer from the cottage saw it. She just reminisced a little bit online about how mom used to tell everybody at the cottage to keep the pecker up and she used to kill herself laughing. I don't remember that. I don't remember that at all. Like, I know when Joan posted that, I thought, well, I only seem to remember it or it's only, it only is in my consciousness from the time that Annie Betty said it after mom's surgery and mom didn't really go to the cottage much after her surgery because she, you know, she sort of struggled a bit after the surgery. Well, it could be that it's just something cheeky sounding and people would have attributed that to mom, whether she said it or not. Yeah, well, that would have been (laughs) so mom. So let me ask you, where else have you used Keep Your Pecker Up? In some of the professional things that I do. (laughs) So I'm a fundraiser and I do webinars and I've got an online mentoring and coaching community. And in the online mentoring and coaching community, um, I have sort of a set of rules to live by. And the last rule is Kaipu. <laughs> Do they have to ask you what it means? No, no, no I, I, I explain it. Okay. I, explain, yeah. <laughs> I used it in some webinars in the early days of COVID just because everybody was, you know, I think feeling pretty concerned and frightened. And I thought, oh, I'll see if I can lighten the lighten the mood a little bit. And then I was doing a webinar and the people who were on the panel with me knew that I'd, I'd said this and they, and a couple of them had commented to me privately on LinkedIn or something. At the end of my little section of the webinar, I said, oh, I, I really feel like I want to quote Annie Betty right now, but I don't have enough time to tell the story. And they're like, no, 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 you have to say it. You have to say it. And I said, no, I'm, I'm going to sound just crass if I don't uh, tell the story and I don't have the time. So anyway, I didn't do it. <laughs> Was it a cliffhanger and you gave it to them? Yeah, yeah. I wonder. I actually, <laughs> oh, I wish, I wish I could go back and listen now. I don't know if I said, you know, go and check out something else where I said it. <laughs> the other place that I use it, I will admit is, and I, I have to know the people pretty well. If I have friends or colleagues who I know well, who are going through a tough time, I have this whole setup where, you know, I'd like to share words of wisdom to you that have made a big difference to me at a difficult time in my life. And I kind of go through this whole melodramatic thing and then I end it with keep your pecker up. And I've, (laughs) 
I've said that to people who lost a parent and who are going through a tough time at work. And now I know them well enough that I know they'll take it the right way. (laughs) I love it. On my podcast, some of my friends have like when I get kind of stuck for something, they just go, Oh, like keep your pecker up. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good. I'm losing it. (laughs) I'm glad there's a resurgence. Annie, mom and Annie Betty would be proud. They would be. One of the the people I interviewed, his name was Guy LaMarche and uh, he had prostate cancer. And, you know, he said, I used to say, you know, my phrase was, you know, keep your sticks up, but I think I'm changing. (laughs) (laughs) So I do want to mention one other thing about how I, you know, struggled with the name of keep your pecker up. Pod, mm-hmm. for the podcast. So I'd hired a coach and I said, well, I want to call it Keep Your Pecker Up. And he said, oh, you know, I don't think Apple will put it through and it's going to lose context. I don't think it's a good title. And I'm thinking, oh God, really? And I really struggled with it. And so I said, okay, I'll go back to the team. Well, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But I also thought, but it doesn't, I spent probably a week or two just trying to come up with another name and trying to keep the KYPU part of it together, but using P for something else, like keep your Mm. perspective up, Mm. but it just didn't have like for me, the Mm -hmm. hit. And so I tried and I tried weeks and weeks and weeks. And then I called somebody and I said, I kind of two people actually. And I said, I want your perspective on something. And so I told them the story. And one of my friends said, Deb, she said, you know what? When Julie and I launched the two blonde chicks, she said, we really struggled over it too, because that was a design, a graphics design and marketing company. And she said, because it has connotations of, you know, blondes, but we mm-hmm. are women who are blonde. So we did go ahead and name it two blonde chicks. And, you know, they had great success with it. And then another friend of mine in Toronto, Javit said, no, if that is your passion, if that's it, just go for it. So I did. And then when I actually launched it, I kind of wanted to change the name again, because I thought, oh, my God, I've gone too far. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever I think I've gone too far, I just think the thing that I didn't say when I told the story is that mom was 82, but Annie Betty was 93 at the time. Yeah, so part of it was that when people, if people take offense to it, I think, eh, my 93-year-old aunt who said it to my 82-year-old mother, get over yourselves. Yep, yep, (laughs) yep. (laughs) Imagine anybody lived till 99. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh my God. Well, you know what? I want your listeners to, we should do some things and you could play a game. Like Debbie or Kathy. Okay, let's do something. So we should say... Okay, what will we do? We'll say, we'll talk about uh, what should we do? We should say things like places that we've lived and just say a sentence and then you'll say a sentence and and the listeners have to figure out if it was me or you. And And the reason for that is? Well, hopefully, I mean, I don't know. It (laughs) used to be that when people would, uh, when I would answer the phone or when either of us would answer the phone, we sounded a lot like each other. I'm a fair amount younger than you. I don't want to say I'm a lot younger than you, but I'm I'm eight years younger than you. And so by the time you were a young adult and had moved out, we didn't live together for that long. Mm -hmm. But I was old enough. I was in my teens that if a boy called you, I could (laughs) prank him. (laughs) Well, so I remember calling... (laughs) Did you? <laughs> I seem to 
remember one. Yeah, I don't know who it was, but yeah, I did probably. Once. Oh no, Marcial, you were no, not Marcial. No, I wouldn't young. have pranked Marcial. I was madly <laughs> in love with Marcial. I couldn't have pranked him because I thought it might ruin my chances to marry him. <laughs> oh, I love that. I was story. like six or eight or something. Yeah, you were young. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I do remember calling you when you were at Boulder's Cove and you had friends over and they answered the phone for you. And all I could hear was, it's somebody who sounds exactly like you. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. And that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. 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 So what are we going to say? You go for, oh no, I can't, you can't, oh, you can't we can't, so. It. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> okay rocks paper scissors and then but don't tell them who won okay well show me your hand <laughs> i can't see yours either oh. <laughs> okay that's not working okay maybe this isn't such a good game after all <laughs> okay one more time <laughs> no i think you have to edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. We tried. <laughs> That's what happens being eight years older than you, Dusty. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. By the way, you were—you you weren't even showing a rock, a paper, or a scissor. You just had one finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh my God! All right. Oh wow. <laughs> Okay, well, that was comic relief. Thank you so much, Kat, for doing this with me. It's short and sweet. And In I my humble it. opinion, I think you should edit out that last bit. <laughs> no, I'm All not right. going to edit it because I think it's too funny. I want people to laugh at our laughs. Well, you know, recently I've, uh, you know, when Mr. Renwick died at the cottage, I got a note, or maybe it was after dad died, but anyway, I got a note from Mrs. Renwick and she just talked about everyone knew when mom and dad got to the cottage because mom would start laughing and then everybody there'd just be this chain reaction everybody all across the all the neighbors would be laughing not knowing what the hell mom was laughing about but it was she had a contagious laugh she, yeah, did. she gave it, it to us all right i thank you so much for doing this with me this is keep your pecker up podcast and don't forget to hit subscribe to wait for the next session thanks very much everyone bye